Hello and welcome to CBS Radio Mystery Theater from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... E.G. Marshall. The thin line between madness and sanity has never been clearly explained. Not by doctors, poets, philosophers, or psychiatrists. Why is this man a fool, the other a philosopher? Can we determine the difference with a phrase or clause? Or perhaps one of the erudite Marx brothers put his finger on it best when he said, there ain't no sanity clause. Dr. Perkins, I'm engaged to be married to a veteran of the Vietnam War. But he's never able to get it behind him. It always haunts him. Does he work in the city? Oh, he's tried a number of different jobs, but he can't settle down to any one of them. Richard is like two people. Kind and loving, and then so erratic and uncontrollable. I don't know if I should marry him. Sometimes he frightens me. mystery drama, Dangerous Memory, adapted from a tale by Jacques Futrell, especially for the Mystery Theater by James Agate Jr., stars Larry Haynes. I'll be back shortly with Act One. Did Mrs. Rhonda Bommert of Sterling say when Gus Marcus asked her the name of that hour's Ford Superfan driver? Yes, it's Dr. James Huckabee. She was listening to KOA and knew the answer. I don't believe you guys called. Oh, wow. Thanks. <laughs> this is going to make my husband his fate. Mr. and Mrs. Bommert will fly to San Francisco to see the November 18th Broncos 49ers game as KOA's guests because she sent a postcard with her name, her address, and phone number to KOA Superfan, Box 5012, Denver 80217. Where's your card? rises on Greenwich Village, once the home of such notables as Walt Whitman, Eugene O'Neill, and Edgar Allan Poe. Two hundred years before that, Washington Square was a potter's field. So, it is said, the remains of paupers and criminals buried there to this day infect those who make the village their home. So it is said. I've noticed it only happens to me when the temperature reaches 90. I wonder if it's the same for all ex-Marines who saw service in Vietnam. When I'm by myself in my hotel room, everything comes back. From boot camp to army hospital. Sergeant Zaslow screaming at us, if you don't kill those gooks, they'll be in California and Cleveland and Buffalo. They're no good, he's saying. They're not people. Don't ask questions. Obey. Kill, see? Okay. Here we are today, your last day at staging battalion before shipping out. Now pay attention. I brought along my little pet rabbit. And I'm going to show you what you can expect out there in the jungle. Kill or be killed. <laughs> Cute, ain't he? 
Peter Rabbit. This is my rabbit lesson. I hold him up by the ears, see? Now watch this! What the Sarge does to that rabbit, you never forget. Never. Or another dream. The time I stayed behind in the village. They were real nice to me, called me number one G.I. Weeks went by. The war was far away. I couldn't hurt these people. I was one of them. Helped them on their farms. Until Zaslo came down to get me in a big helicopter. Hey, G.I. Who, me? Yeah, you and that big Vietnamese hat. What's what you... Well, I'm, I'm just living here, in this village. Oh, are you now? You think that hat's going to change the slant of your eyes? I'm not hiding. You're not fighting either, soldier. Well, I, I... I couldn't take it. I'm living here peacefully with these people. Oh, ain't that nice. Richard Carey, is that your name? Yeah, 3rd Corps PFC. Well, did you know, Richard Carey, 3rd Corps, that I come all this way in that chopper to find you? Well, I'm doing more good here for the hearts and minds of the people. Now, why don't you just let me stay here until my time is up, okay? Let you stay here, huh? <laughs> Make an exception in the case of Private Richard, 3rd Corps. Is that what you want? Did I read you right? Well, I'm happy here. I work with these people. I think you're crazy. Well, the 3rd wants you back. Somebody's got to be responsible for you. So back to Saigon we go, and we go now. Wave to your little friends, Richard. I'll show you how we thank them for taking such real good care of you. We'll fly real low so you can watch all their faces and they can see you. No, 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 no. Nightmares never stop. Fifteen years now, and they still come. And then there's Wendy, a really bright girl I want to marry. She works in a Wall Street investment house. We go to a Chinese restaurant in the village. It's another one of those days, Wendy. I feel real lousy. Richard, it's the heat. Sometimes it gets to me, too. Besides, you don't know how to take care of yourself, darling. But that'll all change when we're married. You'll see. I wish the waiter would hurry. It's not the heat, Wendy, and you know it. Are you talking about that old war thing again? Yes, yes, I am. But that's 15 years ago. No, not for me, it isn't. Shh. People are turning around. Oh, here comes the waiter. Let's order. No, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Wendy. I'm not hungry. You order and I'll... I'll just sit here with this bottle of wine. Richard, you have to eat. <laughs> what am I going to do with now, you? Why don't you just leave me alone? Richard, you've never talked like that to me before. What is it? I told you. I told you. I'm, I'm going. You... Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, no. I can't. I can't go now. I've got to stay here. You, you're white as a sheet. You look like you'd seen a ghost. I have. It's It's him. Zaslow, the Sarge. Who? He, he's here, Wendy, in this restaurant. I just saw him walk in the door. 
It's really him. Where is he? Can you point him out to me? No, no, no. I, I, I don't want to look around. He, he's a big man, crew cut, fierce face, ugly, ugly, a, a, a scar down his left cheek. Oh, I don't see anyone like that. But perhaps he went out again. No, 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 he's here. He, he's here somewhere. I can feel it. I thought that part of my life was thousands of miles away. To think in the flesh, the Sarge, here, that's not a dream, it's real. If there's anyone in this world I don't ever want to meet up with again, it's Saslo, the Sarge. Dr. Perkins, I need your help badly. I have a very sick friend. Well, I don't know what I can do, Miss Hawkins. I'm a psychiatrist, not a general practitioner. Tell me about your friend, and I shall call you Wendy. I always use first names. It breaks down barriers. I'm engaged to a man called Richard Carey. Called? No, that's his real name. He's a veteran of the Vietnam War, only he's never been able to put it behind him. Well, that's a frequent malady for thousands and thousands of young men today. Does he live with his family? No. His mother and father are dead. Their yacht exploded and they went down with it. Hmm. Does Richard work in the city? Oh, he's tried to do a number of things, but he can't seem to settle down to any of them. And how does he support himself? Or doesn't he have to? No, he doesn't. And that's one of the problems, I think. He has quite a lot of money, in fact. Mm-hmm. I- I've been investing some of it for him through my job. So he isn't under any pressure to apply himself and make a living and set aside the past? No, he does nothing. Lives in a hotel. Dr. Perkins, I, I love Richard very much. But I must have him straightened out before we marry. He's like two different people. Kind and loving And then erratic and uncontrollable. He frightens me sometimes. Hmm. Could you persuade him to see me? Become a patient of yours? That's what I had in mind. I'll try. I'll go to his hotel right now and talk to him about it. Wendy, he can only be helped if he wants it. And if he does, it could be a beginning. Somehow I managed to get back to my hotel... I keep hearing a ringing in my ears. And then the big chopper motor. So hot and unbearable. Sweltering August. I lie on top of my bed and close my eyes. The shock of actually seeing the Sarge hasn't worn off. We'll be back in Saigon in half an hour, Richard. You must be crazy. You can't hide out for the whole war in a gook village? I'd rather be with them than my platoon. You like them gooks better than your own buddies? They're people. They showed more feeling to me than than anyone. You guys have all gone crazy. Oh, we've gone crazy. What do you know about that? Hey, wait a minute. I see a little activity down there. See them hats walking around the fields? They're farmers. Well, maybe we should pay our respects. Why, you... Are you going to strafe them? You don't even know if they're friend or enemy. Richard? Richard, are you in there? 
Richard, let me in. Oh, I know you're there. Richard, do you hear me? Are you all right? Richard, wake up. Richard! I don't want to talk to Wendy. I don't want to see her. I don't want to see anyone. The sun is going down. And wearing a black veil comes running towards me. Hey, you, stop. What's the matter? What happened back there? Let go of me. Let go of my arm. What do you think you're doing? Let go of me, you fool. Why are you running away? Did you have anything to do with that shot? Go see for yourself. Hey, you reach. What? Don't move. Just stay right where you are. Uh, what's your name? R- R- Richard. Richard Carey. I'm, I'm a guest in the hotel. What room? Who, who are you? Why should I tell you? My name is Gannon, in charge of security for the hotel. You the one who called the office just now to report a gun being fired on this floor? Someone murdered? No, I, I, I don't think so. I thought not. You can put your arms down now. But, but, but I, uh, I, I could have. I, I just don't remember. You don't remember? Well, the bell captain said a man rang the desk. Someone reported a woman fired two shots and ran down the stairs. You didn't report that. Well, I, I guess... I guess I must have. I I remember her, though. She had on a, a, a black veil, a black dress. She had red hair. Oh, she won't get far. Nineteen flights of stairs and the police at the front and back doors with instructions to detain everyone leaving or entering. Now, Mr. Mr. Gannon, I... Uh... I feel an awful pain in my head, and, and the heat is killing me. Do you, do you mind if I go back in my room and lie down? Uh, Mr. Carey, you'll have to put up with it. You're coming along with me. Now, which room did you hear the shots come from? The end of the hall. Oh, let's go. No, I, I can't. I can't. Honest, I can't. I, I don't feel well. Now, please, let me go back to my room and lie down. You're acting very suspiciously. I suggest you cooperate with me. If a gun was fired in a room on this floor and you know any more about it than you're telling me, you'd be well advised to tell me all the truth. Well, I, I am. I, I am telling you. I don't know anything. For heaven's sake, can't you see I'm not well? Straighten up. We're going to walk down this hall together. Now. Uh-huh. Here's a room with the door standing open. Anybody in there? Hello, this is hotel security. I guess not. Go ahead, Richard. You first. In you go. Oh, what's this right by the door? A revolver for... Don't touch it. Now, what do we have over here? A man laying on his face on the floor. Is he dead? He's dead, all right. Let's roll him over. Oh, oh, my Lord. No, no. You, uh, you know him, Mr. Carey? That's the Sarge. Sergeant Saslow. When a man is called upon and encouraged to do dehumanizing acts, especially in war... The weight of his actions can, finally, disfigure his mind. Add to that the sudden and unexpected appearance of Richard's sergeant, who now lies dead in a hotel room, and you have the elements of mystery sufficient, I'd say, to begin Act Two.
is compelled to become a killing machine and made to believe he defends his country by slaying non-persons. But in that very act, he too becomes a non-person. Isn't society asking too much of him that he remains sane in an insane world? So you know the deceased, do you, Richard? I, uh, I knew him. He was a sergeant in my outfit 15 years ago. I haven't seen him since. You haven't, hmm? No, well, no, wait a minute, yes. Yes, just today in a, in a Chinese restaurant. Oh, you keep changing your story so much I can hardly keep up with you. i better call down. John Gannon, I'm in room 1919. You get one of the policemen from the front door to come up here. Tell him there's been a murder and to call his precinct. Oh, you saw your old sergeant in a restaurant, but you didn't know he was booked into this hotel, huh? No, I, I, I didn't know he was a guest here, was he? Martin Zaslow has been here a week. You and he are the only ones on his floor. They didn't find any woman answering your description. No one dressed in black with red hair. But, uh, but I saw her. I, I held on to her. I stopped her. You don't, you don't believe me. I was just told that there have been several complaints about you acting rather strangely in the hotel. So I won't hold you to every word you say, Richard. What do you mean, strangely? Who said? The manager. Why, I... I... Don't get upset. It's nothing. You told me yourself you had a bad headache, the heat was bothering you. Maybe you can't remember everything you did. Well, I, I... Already told you, I had no idea the Sarge was staying in this hotel. You've uh, never been in this room? No, no. You weren't in here about the time the shots were fired? I tell you, no. All I know is I heard the shots. I came out of my room and there was this woman with red hair running down the hall. I stopped her. I said, what's the matter? And she said, go see for yourself. Now, what are you trying to pin on me? You were not in this room. You never fired a shot at the deceased. No, 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 no. Now, Richard, don't you know there wasn't any woman at all? It's all in your mind, uh, yeah, it? yeah, you're crazy. Ah, uh, no. I'm not the one. Now, think, Richard. What motive did you have to murder your old sergeant? Now, what is this? Why me? Your hand, Richard. Your right hand. What? The back of it is covered with blood. Oh. That, that must have happened when I helped you roll over the body. Oh, no, Richard, not then. I noticed it the first time I talked to you in the hall. Richard? Hmm. Richard? What? Uh, oh. Oh, hi, hi, Wendy. Yes, it's me. You've had quite a sleep. Where am I? In a hospital. You keeled over and they couldn't get you to come around. So they brought you here. How did you find out where I was? I tried to see you yesterday afternoon. I knocked on your door. You wouldn't answer. I've been in the hospital since yesterday. I think so. When I called your hotel today, they told me where you were. Wendy... Wendy, I've got to get out of here. It's like Vietnam all over. It's crazy. Nothing makes sense. I see Mr. Carey's awake. Oh. Yes, yes. What is it? You, uh, you want me to level with you, Mr. Carey? Yes. 
We identified the gun as one you brought back with you from Vietnam. Oh, no, no, no. That's not true. I wouldn't touch those things. I, I had enough of killing. Maybe so. In a few minutes, there'll be an officer in here. You'll be placed under arrest and formally charged with a murder of Martin Zaslow. Guess I'm in luck. They've decided not to take me out of the hospital. The doc said, leave him here another 24 hours. That gives me time. I'm sure not going to lie here and let them railroad me into life imprisonment. When everyone's asleep, I'm getting out. And I'm going to find that woman with the red hair. Who is it? Wendy, it's me, Richard. Let me in. Richard! Now turn off the lights. Close the door. And lock it. Lock it. Good. Now go over to the window and take a look into the street. And don't move the curtain too fast. Very slowly. Well, sure. Sure, Richard. Well? See anybody hanging around? No. The street's deserted. Okay. Okay, come on back. Sit down. Oh. I am exhausted. Uh how did you get out of the hospital? I tied a couple of sheets together and waited till midnight and I got out the window. Do you know something funny, Wendy? From from the outside, that didn't look like a hospital at all. It was a, a suburban street way up in Fieldstone. I had just enough change for the subway. You don't think they'll look for you here? No, no. Who knows about you and me? Nobody, nobody. Now, how, how could they connect us? Now, Wendy, Wendy, you've got to help me. I didn't kill the Sarge. I know you didn't, Richard. Oh, I'm so tired. I have been running all my life. Can I spend the night on your sofa? Of course. You sleep. And we'll talk about it in the morning. Wendy? Yes? Which way is the bathroom? Well, just through there. First door on your left... I'm sorry, I don't have an extra toothbrush. Is there, is there a window in that bathroom? No. Okay, okay, then I want to turn on my light so I can see. I've got to. Of course. I got, I've got this blood stain on the back of my right hand, you see, and I've been trying to get rid of it. It won't come off. Now, if I scrub hard, maybe I can wash it away. Dr. Perkins... Richard's been accused of shooting a man. I'm terribly sorry. He's in my apartment now, asleep. I left him a note saying I'd be back after work tonight. Well, I'd go to the police right away. Your friend Richard may not be in full control of himself. You're not safe with him. Oh, I can't give him up to the police, Dr. Perkins. I believe he's innocent. Well, that's not for you to decide. He's depending on me. I'm all he's got. Oh, would you see him, Dr. Perkins, at my place? I don't think I should. I can't help him now. I think you could. Last night, before he went to sleep, Richard said to me he had this blood stain on his hand that he couldn't wash off. I saw him for a moment standing in the light of the bathroom. There wasn't any blood stain on his hand that I could see. How do you explain that? I can't. It could be blood... It could be guilt. I have to go, Dr. Perkins. I'm sorry you won't help me. Uh, wait. 
All right. Give me your address, Wendy. I'll be there after my last appointment, say 7.30 tonight. I hate being cooped up and feeling helpless. Had to wait all day till now. It's after six. The maids have just left one shift. The hall is empty. I'm standing in front of room 1919, easing open the door. I just had this funny feeling that the clues I need are in there. And suddenly, I'm being grabbed from behind. Oh, I black out. What's with you, Carrie? What are you doing here at Tonsonut Airport? We got your message, Sergeant. You were bringing in 20 prisoners to Saigon, so they gave me this paddy wagon. Told me to get going out here and pick them up. That's all I know. I don't know. You ain't gonna find no 20 VCs on this chopper. All we got is two. What you got is two prisoners? These two out of 20? The rest of them got a, a little rambunctious. Well, how, how could 18 guys... Harry, too many questions. You got two VCs, blindfolded, hands behind their back. All right, take them away. Well, what do I tell them in Saigon? Tell them they tried to escape. You want me to believe that? I don't care what you believe. Now get these two out of here. It's all so real. Who had murdered the prisoners? Suddenly, I feel that pain where somebody cracked me on the skull. Where am I? You're throwing water in my face. Wake up, Richard. What? Can't have you running around loose in this hotel opening the doors to other people's rooms. You got to be taken care of. Where, where, where's the sergeant? Who? Now, what, what happened to me? I, I came to pick up the prisoners. They're waiting for me back in Saigon. Now, look, Richard, I'll level with you. When you escaped from the hospital, I realized you mightn't be responsible for your actions. I wait. You're John Gannon, the hotel detective. So, regrettably, I'm going to have to put the cuffs on you and straitjacket you into the hospital. It's for your own good, Richard. No, no, no. Get away from me. Now, Richard, take it easy. Put down that pitcher of water. <laughs> know where Richard is, Dr. Perkins, and, and it's getting later and later. I'm so worried. Well, don't give it a thought. I'll, I'll wait with you a little longer. I'm so afraid he doesn't know what he's doing. I was sure that if he saw you and you could talk to him, it could help him. Wendy, you've done all you can. If Richard doesn't come back, you've got to tell the police that he hid here last night. You should have done it before. I guess so. But when you love someone, you don't always do the wisest thing. Wendy. Wendy, let me in. It's him, Richard. That hotel detective, Gannon, he found me in some... Who is this? Oh, this is Dr. Perkins, Richard. A psychiatrist. I've asked him to come up and talk with you. Richard, will you give him a chance? To do what? Just to talk, that's all. Oh, what can I say? You're here. I've got to stay here, so I've got to listen. Well, there's only one problem. It's 8 o'clock. This is a very small apartment, and I need to talk to Richard alone. Wendy, is there a friend of yours near here you could visit for about an hour? Well, I guess there's Gloria. Gloria Taggart? Splendid. Think you could drop over there just for an hour. 
Richard, Wendy told me all about what's been happening to you. Seeing your sergeant in a restaurant, the woman with the black veil and the red hair, the shooting, that hotel detective, your escape from the hospital. And I have to tell you that there's something about all this that just doesn't add up. You are the one who knows or sees what nobody else sees. You mean, I'm lying? No. I think someone is taking advantage of you, of your memories, of your fears. Someone very smart. Uh, are you saying there's some kind of a, of a plot against me? Well, hallucinations rarely come in such detail. It's all too pat, too clever. But I, I do have these awful nightmares which are very real to me. In the, in the hotel, I dream about Vietnam, even, even flying in a chopper. Last, last night, last night, I slept on the couch you're sitting on, and, and there it was all over again. The hall of the hotel, the woman, the woman with red hair, my stopping her, the way she felt, the smell of her hair, it was all so real. Uh, what kind of a smell? Like, uh, like Lily of the Valley. I, I smell that, too, right now, here. You do? Wait a minute. Let me get up. There's something stuffed in the back of these cushions. Well, what do you make of this, Richard? A red wig. The plot, it would appear, is not only thick, but blood-curdling. Richard Carey has money and terrible memories. Is he being preyed upon by the unscrupulous who keep picking his wounds open, not letting the mind heal? Or is he indeed revenging himself upon a man who bullied him through the hell of war? When I return, we shall certainly be well on the way to learn more. And I will be back shortly. Good morning. Good company. Good to the last drop, Maxwell House. Maxwell House, coffee you can count on. Always smells good, always tastes good. Always good to the last drop. Maxwell House is good coffee. Good to the last drop, Maxwell House. A message from the CBS Television Network. Harry Truman said it best, the buck stops here. The American presidency has been called the world's toughest job, and covering it's a non-stop challenge. That's why the president doesn't make a move without Robert Pierpoint, Leslie Stahl, and Lee Thornton. CBS News White House team, Washington, or anywhere around the world. Cronkite and Company, only on the CBS Evening News. Hello. If you're looking for a future with a growing company, the job that you've been waiting for is now reality. If up is where you're headed or where you'd like to be, then you are the one Sunstrand wants to see. Yes, you are the one Sunstrand wants to see. 
If you're a precision grinder or lathe machinist just marking time in your present job, move up to Sunstrand and get some mighty rewarding benefits in the process. Merit increases, at least 13 paid holidays, plus all kinds of insurance. Sound good? Then call Sunstrand now for an interview. You are the one Sunstrand wants to see. Remember, at Sunstrand, the sky's the limit. An equal opportunity employer. small Greenwich Village apartment. A psychiatrist confronts an ex-Marine holding in his hand a red wig. Both are struck with the enormity of their conclusions. The psychiatrist looks at his watch. Quarter to nine. Richard, do you trust me? I do. I think you are not safe here. Well, there's got to be an explanation. Wendy could not be the woman in the veil with the red hair. She couldn't. Look at the color of this wig. Look at the hairstyle. Are they similar to what you saw? Not similar, identical. But what could she have been doing there? She came to see me. Did she kill a Sarge? But why? I'm not accusing the girl you're engaged to marry of taking part in some extraordinary scheme, Richard. But I can't help thinking she knows more about this than she's owned up to. No, it's, it's too much for me to believe. Wendy, no, that's not possible. Now, Dr. Perkins, I've known you for less than an hour. I've known Wendy for six months. We're engaged to be married. She handles all my money. I love her. It can't be. Don't stay here tonight, Richard. Don't. I'll tell you why I've been leery about all this since Wendy first came to see me. You believe there's been a murder. Believe? Believe I saw blood, a body with two bullet holes in its head. You were accused, arrested, and found yourself in a hospital from which you escaped. All that, and yet not one word of this has appeared in the newspapers. Well, is that so peculiar? I'd say very unusual. You mean it's a, a put-up job, a phony arrest? Why? Why? Somebody is out to get you, Richard. You're not safe here. I'll put you up for the night in my office. <laughs> That's one thing a psychiatrist has got, a comfortable couch. No one will think to look for you there. Now you're... You're saying that hotel detective isn't really a detective, that I wasn't really arrested? I'm saying that nothing is what it appears to be. Richard, I wish I could make you see it as clearly as I do. That I could convince you to see things as they are. Dr. Perkins, I think I do... Would you look at the back of my right hand? Now, what do you see? Nothing. It's, it's true. It's true. Nothing. For days, there's been blood on that hand. I'm not surprised. Your mind could have put it there. Dr. Perkins, forgive me for calling you this late at home. He's gone. Disappeared again. Well, I... I can only tell you this, Wendy. Your friend Richard Carey is perfectly safe. He's safe? He's with you? Not with me, no, but I know where he is. When can I see him? Come to my office tomorrow. Will you do that? What time? Nine o'clock. Good night, Wendy. Wendy, one question. Why did you come to see me about Richard in the first place? I thought I told you. Because I was afraid for him. What he might do to himself. 
Your coming to see me is the only piece of this entire puzzle that doesn't fit. In fact, I don't belong in your scenario at all. No more questions, Wendy, just one warning. If, as I suspect certain people are, into an elaborate plot against another person, and I get wind of it, so will the police. I'll see to that. I don't understand. For your sake, Wendy, I hope you're telling the truth that you don't understand. If you really don't, it means you have no part in it. I've told Richard to call you at your office at 11. Wendy, over here. Richard, I've been so worried. You didn't spend the night here on this park bench. Uh, No, no, I didn't. What happened to you last night? Where were you? Where did you go? I'm all right. Now, can we leave it at that? Wendy, Wendy, I've been thinking about this. You know, I'm still not able to escape from all the things that haunt me, so I... I, uh... I don't, I don't know if getting married right now is, is realistic for, for either of us. I don't care about that now. I just want you to be taken care of without that murder hanging over you. What did Dr. Perkins say? Oh, a lot of things. But he, he doesn't know you like I do, and he doesn't know how much I love you. I love you too, darling. But but what are we going to do about you? You're hiding from the police right now. Am I? I don't understand you. Let me, let me tell you what I don't understand, Wendy. That red wig hidden under a cushion on your sofa. Oh, oh that's where it is. What of it? Wendy. Are you, are you the woman in the hall with the veil and the red wig? What woman? In the hotel. Richard, have you forgotten? We bought that wig together. Don't you remember how we laughed about it? How I tried it on, and you said it'd be like you marrying two women? No, no, I don't remember. Oh, Richard. You're not well, you really aren't. All right, Richard, the game's up. You're coming with me. Now, don't kid yourself, Gannon. Now, Wendy, let go of me. No, Richard. Richard, go with John. For your own good. It's okay, I've got him. Uh, Up against the car. And now move. If you're twisting my arm, you're hurting me. Take it easy, pal, till I get the handcuffs on you. Get away from me. Wendy, get out of the way. No, John, don't. Oh, Oh. John. Did you have to hit him so hard? He's quiet, huh? Unconscious. Now give me a hand to get him into the back seat. Now hurry up. We don't want a patrol car coming along asking what's going on. You coming with me, Wendy? No. I had one heck of a time to find the right road going through the park. You told me the bench, but forgot to tell me the entrance. See you. You're the detective, aren't you? John Gannon. We've met. Where are you taking me? Somewhere for your own safety. I don't believe you're a detective at all. I'm being kidnapped. Uh, Martin, turn left at the next intersection. Who's that goon you've got up there driving? I wish you'd just relax so nobody would get hurt. This isn't a game for money, Richard. It's for your health. Oh, sure. You've got a long history of emotional disturbance. Why add to it? Uh, relax. John... If I keep going straight now, I'll make a right turn at the tee. It's the 
Sergeant. What's that? Sergeant Saslow, he's driving this car. That's him up in front. Oh, sure, sure, sure. And you and me are driving right up the Ho Chi Minh Trail. I'm in a room with a bed. And no window now. I've got to keep hold of myself. Keep saying I'm rational. Insane, I'm rational, insane. It was the Sarge driving the car that he's not dead. But when he turned around, there was a bullet hole in his forehead. With blood coming out. We're in deep trouble, Martin. It's not working. You've had Richard Carey in there two days now, Gannon. What do you mean you can't break him? We've drugged his food, run the tape sounds of the helicopter day and night. He screams, he relives the war, but he won't crack. Is that essential? Well, what do you mean? John, your wife's got power of attorney over his money. Does he have to be kept alive, committed? Murder is not in my line. Let me remind you, there's a lot of money riding on this deal, Gannon. I didn't come in here with you guys to give up now. 50-50 split. I play the murder victim and you and your wife do the hand-holding and bookkeeping. You gave me your word you knew how to drive carry over the edge. It should have worked. You and that little hustler you're married to mean nothing to me. Nothing. I'll give you two guys one week, seven days, to come up with my half. I done my share of the work. You told me this Richard Carey is worth a million. All right. One week from today, I want to know that there's 500 grand somewhere in some bank in my name. And if it isn't, Sergeant Zaslow... I learned so many ways of knocking off people in Vietnam. Maybe one of them will just come back to me. What are we going to do, John? There's too much at stake not to keep Carrie here and keep working him over. I got a couple more taped effects, bombs, napalm, burning. I'll start those. I can't go through with it. What are you talking about? When we went into this, there was to be no violence. All play acting. Make Richard Carey fall in love with me. Get power of attorney over his money. Then drive him just enough so he'd be admitted to the VA psychiatric hospital. Well, it's taking longer, that's all. You don't think Zaslow scares me. He wouldn't do anything to us. Not so long as there's a chance. Kill the goose that lays the golden eggs. You have control over the money. You don't understand it all, John. I can't go on with this. It's got to stop. We're playing with murder. I've heard enough. Now just get out. Drive back to town and go now before I do something I'll be sorry for. You take care of the financial and I'll take care of the rest. That was the deal. And it still is. Richard Carey is staying right in this house in that room... Until they carry him out screaming in a straitjacket. Dr. Perkins, now you know the whole story. I'm glad you came to me, Wendy. I'd do anything to undo all the harm I've done. Well, you've made a beginning. I think I always wanted to, from the first time I came to see you. You were awfully good at it. You had me convinced you wanted to help Richard. Oh, is that the police? Here? Yes. You and I are going to the front door, and you're going to give yourself up. How do they know already? 
so fast? Since this morning. When you left here, they followed you. They found the house. They picked up everyone in it. And Richard? Richard, too. They're releasing him in my care. Is he down in that police car right now? Yes. They called and told me he wanted to stay with me. He's in that car. Dr. Perkins, could you put me in another room and then go get him? I won't run away. Then when he's safe, I'll go down and be arrested. I think I understand, Wendy. Would you tell Richard something for me? Of course I will. That sometime in the future, if he could ever trust me again, I'd like to be his friend. tale of greed, lust for money, and disregard for life took place in Greenwich Village, which, strangely enough, was the original site of public executions. Washington Square, where 150 years ago Lafayette saw 20 highwaymen hanged. Must the past always bring out the worst in the present? More on this when I return shortly. anything to be said or learned from today's drama on Mystery Theater, it is that forbearance and understanding is due our fellow man, always. Not only the abused who return from war, but everyone who struggles with his private enemy. Take what's yours, not his, and love and help thy neighbor. Our cast included Larry Haynes, Catherine Byers, Court Benson, and Arnold Moss. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. Radio Mystery Theater was sponsored in part by Contact, the 12-Hour Allergy Capsule, and Buick Motor Division. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our Mystery Theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time... Pleasant dreams. Volkswagen uncorks the Champagne Edition 2. There's something special, something we adore. With seats like velvet and plush carpets on the floor. The trim is stunning, the color's unique. It's really outrageous, BWC. It's a 